This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Oh, the reason Kevin Brown was released is because of too many injury issues. Kevin Brown retweeted that and said, I've never been injured. Oh. So when you say what's going on in Edmonton, what is going on in Edmonton? Can you just say he wasn't good enough? Maybe that would be the way to go. Yeah. Isn't it a bugger when the players have their own Twitter accounts and the truth can get out there? I know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome everybody to the Rod Peterson Show. As Rick Reagan said, it is hour two. This is the portion of the program we refer to as the second half kickoff. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. Well, it's an interesting day. It's uh, Let's ring the bell. One hour ago, NHL free agency officially opened. It's been fun to be on the air. We've been recapping all of the selections so far, uh, signings so far. I guess it's not draft day, Moose. Right. I got my mind on the draft here, and there's a, there's a reason why. Um, I don't know where to start. This is like drinking from a fire hose, okay? And because it's hour two, we got a lot of new viewers. We got a lot of new listeners on the podcast, so we'll recap that. But really, you can go to tsn.ca for the for the ticker, right? Right. More than anything, this is what's new today, and this is why we love doing daytime sports talk because stuff happens in the morning. And I know it's afternoon out there in Eastern Canada and eastern part of this continent. But Montreal Canadiens President and CEO Jeff Molson has issued a statement regarding his team drafting Logan Mayu, 31st overall, first round. And, you know, guys said to me, it's long. It's not that long. It's worth reading. And I think we should talk about this today. The guy that has faced, uh, not only faced charges, been found guilty and has paid his debt over in Sweden, sexually explicit charges. Here's from Jeff Molson. You haven't heard any of this, right? That's this right. This just came down this morning, and you folks can discern for yourself how you feel. He goes, I want to share with you my perspective on our decision to select Logan Mayu in the 2021 NHL draft. The decision made in the control of the, in the context of the draft turned out to be instantaneously very offensive to many of you. Again, this is from Jeff Molson, the top dog with the Montreal Canadiens. I understand that you expect more from us and we let you down. The Montreal Canadiens are more than a hockey team. Logan's actions do not reflect the values of our organization, and I apologize for the pain this selection has caused. First and foremost, regarding the young woman who was the victim, I want to say that we do not minimize what she's had to and continues to have to live through. No one, especially not an 18-year-old, should have to suffer through a traumatic experience like this. We are there to support her and her family and respect their privacy. Our selection of Logan was never intended to be disrespectful towards her or her family or more generally towards women or other victims of similar situations. Our decision was not intended in any shape or form to be an endorsement of the culture of violence against women. Logan is a young man who committed a serious transgression. He is genuinely remorseful about the pain he has caused. He is committed to becoming a better person, and we all work with him through this process. 
I'm getting to the end, but clearly this is important. Uh, important. He says, at this stage, it is only our actions that will speak louder than our words. And he's got uh, three points here. He says, over the course of the next few months, we will develop in conjunction with local experts a comprehensive plan to raise awareness and educate young men and young women about this serious issue. Two, we will support and oversee Logan's commitment to becoming a better person. Three, we have asked Logan not to participate in our rookie or main training camp this fall. Being a player in the NHL is a privilege that is earned, not a right that is granted. As the year progresses, we will reassess Logan's readiness to be part of our organization. We gave Logan a second chance, but in doing so, we failed to properly assess the impact of our decision on the victim and on anyone who has suffered in similar circumstances. Once again, I want to apologize to everyone impacted by our decision. Signed, Jeff Molson, owner, president, and CEO of the Montreal Canadiens. So there you go. Uh, my initial take on that, I don't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You're punishing him again by not allowing him to come to camp. So he's going to sit there this fall and not be able to participate in camp with his teammates, of which you guys drafted him. If I guess if you really felt bad about it, you've renounced the, you would have renounced the pick like the Arizona Coyotes did with that Miller kid last year. That's just my take on that. So it's sort of like we're sorry, but not totally sorry. But I've said my piece on that or on Monday on where I stand with Logan Mayu. I said that I believe he does earn or deserve a second chance. Having you, now that you've read that, what's your take? Yeah, it's a little similar. I mean, the kid's probably going to go back. It's rare that you know players come right out of the draft and play it doesn't happen often unless you're in you know a top five draft pick mm-hmm. um so the kid's probably going back to junior anyway so this is hey look at we want him a part of our team we want to help him change but this is what we're doing he's not going to be part of camp um and he's not really part of our team and we'll see where he's at um yeah it's a little bit like look at you realize you made a mistake and now you're trying to make it right but at the same time all we can do is control how we react today they messed up by taking them they know they messed up you can't go back and fix that so all you can do is you know control how you act today and the fact that they're going to take some steps is great i hope it's you know enough to keep everybody happy i hope the kid you know learns from this we won't know if this is the right thing to do for a few years until this kid you know gets through this, enters the franchise, and is he a changed kid, and is he grown, and is he deserving of a second chance? So, I mean, it's all you can do right now. That's all they can do. From Jeff Kozak, one of our viewers who is a Habs fan, he says, uh, writes in, he says, so a wasted first-round pick. And I wouldn't, in, I wouldn't immediately discount that comment from him. You know what I mean? It's, I, this is what I would say to the Montreal Canadiens. Was it worth it? But what did you think was going to happen? Now, having said all of this, the people that have their opinions, I have mine, you have yours. Mm-hmm. Millions of NHL fans have theirs. Millions of non-NHL fans, but fans of the situation, followers of the situation have their opinion. I haven't talked to Logan Mayu. I have not talked to the victim. I have not talked to the Montreal Canadiens. Maybe if I got in a room with all of them, I'd have a different opinion. I'm just going by what I read. I know. Right? I know. And I, people are talking about the timing of this. That is a little bit... You know, you could let the the news of the free agency die down a bit before you release this, but it also feels like trying to hide this in here. Look, at I'll, I'll release the statement. You know, maybe the spotlight won't be on us because of the free agency news, and we can kind of get through this. But right now, as we've seen, it's a PR thing. 
you know. Right. We'll know in terms of the next year or two if they're taking actual action and if this kid grows into a, a really good contributing member of society. These statements and stuff, it's all PR. Mandy in Edmonton with, frankly, she cuts right through it. She says, speak to a criminal psychologist. Then you'll know what's right and what isn't. And I think that's a really good point, which I'm not and you're not. No, We're all offering assessments based on what we hear. And I deal with a lot of victims, too. I deal with a lot of abusers as well, I might add. And uh, it's just a, it's a sad situation all around. But I made my thoughts on Monday. I want to hear yours. This is the second half kickoff for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Brett Taylor watching on Facebook says, if moving forward there is growth and healing, this could turn out to be a positive, but people have to be willing to move that way. From C. Walker on YouTube says, the timing is awful. Don't release that within an hour of the opening of free agency. That's what we, what we say yesterday. The teams aren't aware of this. You'd think, what did I say yesterday? We sit back and go, they couldn't be that dumb, right? This is a National Hockey League team. Yes, they could. Seriously. Oh, yeah. They don't think about this stuff. It's, it's shocking, I know. Colin in Ottawa says, remember, Jerome Messam did the same thing as Logan Mayu, and the Rough Riders released him in mid-2018, and the CFL said they would not honor any contract he signed with any of the league's clubs. Right. And to be honest, when this happened with Logan Mayu, Jerome Messam was the first guy I thought of. I've known Mess a long time. When this happened with Mess, he was in his 30s, if I'm not mistaken. Not an 18-year-old kid. That was not a first offense with Jerome Messam. It was with Logan Mayu. That may or may not matter to you, but it matters a lot to me. Our justice system is set up for that. First offenses. There's a reason they call it a first offense. Are you going to learn from here? Some people do, some don't. That's why we don't have a death penalty. We believe in rehabilitation. Exactly. And for those of you who are unable to change and grow, then you don't get out of prison. And it's the same happens in this. You don't necessarily go to jail, but, you know, if he doesn't grow, he might not get a third chance. And you definitely don't get a fourth chance. You know, you have to show that you're will that you've learned from it and grow. And it doesn't happen by words. It happens with actions. Yes. Um, Interesting how this is. I'm going to write down what we're talking about here. For the post-game recap, the post-show recap, John in Kansas City says uh, Jeff Molson should have offered the full resources of the Canadiens to help the girl if she wants it. And I didn't really see that in his statement. I did not. I know. But it was, yeah. Uh, Chris Bird. Oh, hang on. John, where the heck is it? Jeff the Stamps fan says, meh. That's pretty much the response I would expect from a trust fund billionaire. I'm just repeating it, not agreeing or disagreeing. Robin Wildey and Prince Albert says, Jaden Schwartz to sign with Seattle. Lori Bercy in Toronto, and she's right. She says, any father of a female victim would feel differently about a second chance. Agreed. Father of three girls right here. Totally get it. By the way, Moose, it's 11-11. Yeah. Happen again. Drink. Take a sip of coffee. 
Yes, she's right. Life is about perspective. Ryan Gregory on YouTube says this statement should have been issued immediately after the pick, not days later just to cover their ass, or after the Prime Minister came out and admonished the Montreal Canadiens yesterday. <sighs> what a mess. Can we talk about other things? Hey, hey, William May and Lloyd Minster, it's 11-11. Make a wish. Did you like that Paris Hilton tweet yesterday? <laughs> it was pretty good. I'm glad to know she's still alive. Where's Perez Hilton, too, by the way? I know. Does he still run the website? Flash in a pan. Yeah. I know. Sage Alvarez, watching down in Southern California, says, Great show today. Thank you. We've been doing a lot of off-roading today, like I did on Sunday in Big Bird. It's a great time. Sometime on the highway, sometime in the ditch. Just (laughs) (laughs) All over. Where we're going, there are no roads. The poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is, do you like the off-season moves of the Edmonton Oilers? 51% say yes on Twitter. What are they saying on Facebook, Moose? Uh, 58% say no. 58% say no. Basically, balance it out, it's like 50-50. Yeah. We heard from Oilers fans in hour one that say Ken Holland is dismantling the team. It looks like a bit of a dog's breakfast, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. It's not really built through the draft. It's not... By the way, Derek Dennis coming up in block two of this hour. He, another free agent who is in a contract squabble with the Edmonton Elks, by the way. Just want to say that's what's coming up in Hour 2 of the program. Kenny Stafford was with us last hour. He was very eloquent. The former Miami Dolphin, Atlanta Falcon, veteran of many CFL teams. He was somewhat lit on fire when he left Edmonton. Was cut last week, and they said he wasn't a cultural fit. Kenny came on here and just wanted to vouch for for what type of person he was. He didn't throw any stones at the Elks. And Derek Dennis is going to tell his side of the story. Why is somebody calling me? Do they not know that we're on the air? It's from the the 584 area. The nerve, eh? I know, right? Where was I? Stop calling me. Oh, the Golden Knights. I just wanted Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Did you notice Kelly McCrimmon's statement yesterday? I want to say this one more time. Eh? You read that to me. Yeah. Today. Well... Las Vegas is our seventh highest city for viewership. It has been since, what, the first week of this show? Yeah. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. But we've got a lot of Golden Knights fans and Raiders fans now that watch this show every day. So Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the team, which as I alluded to last hour, I've known since I was 16 years old, came out and said on the trade of Marc-Andre Fleury, he goes, this is going to be a sad day for some, but I have to put a winning team on the ice. Can I just say that I knew what was behind this trade before I didn't need to hear that. I think it was hockey reasons, not the $7 million. That's right. The guy flubbed up game three against the Montreal Canadiens. Not only do I know Krim, but I know the game. I love Marc-Andre Fleury. I'll say it again. But it looks like in critical times, he can't necessarily be trusted. And I'm not saying Robin Leonard can't either. Golden Knights got... Laurent Brassois today, a guy that backstopped the Edmonton Oil Kings to the Memorial Cup championship, pretty good. 
Are they better without Marc-Andre Fleury? I'm not sure, but he cooked his goose. Think about the short term. Yeah, think about the short term. Fleury's out. $7 million off the books. Brassois comes in. 2.2. Almost $5 million net gain. Mm-hmm. Right? Allows you to re-up Alec Martinez at 5.25 or whatever the deal was and bring in Evgeny Dadanov, who carries a $5 million cap hit. Right? You know, with Dadanov, with Brassois, with Martinez, are you a better team? Or are you a better team with Flurry? I think there's a case to be made that, you know, they're a better team today than they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's been a very interesting 24 hours in the National Hockey League. Yeah. And that owner down there, Bill Foley of the Golden Knights, he won't settle for anything less. They all got to an answer for not winning a championship yet. I know that sounds crazy. They've only been in the league four years. This owner wants results. And, uh, and by the way, as I said in my commentary today, which is airing on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5, I know well, I've never worked for Kelly McCrimmon, but I know a lot of guys who have and gals. And they say you will have no problem with Kelly as long as you do your job. The moment you don't, you walk the plank. And Marc-Andre Fleury is the latest to learn that. Yeah. Everybody's got a boss. <laughs> we'll be back with the aforementioned Derek Dennis. You are watching the Game Plus TV network on YouTube and Facebook Live, Game Plus Television, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back. Or pain-in-the-ass extension cords. Leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of Derek Dennis, free agent offensive line. I think a free agent offensive Maybe not. We'll get his status on that. I was remiss. I didn't get to a sports update last hour. So I'm just going to tell you the Blue Jays and Boston Red Sox will play a doubleheader today after getting rained out by a heavy storm at Fenway. The second of a four-game set between the AL East rivals was moved to a 2.10 p.m. Eastern start. So immediately following our broadcast here on Game Plus TV, followed by the nightcap starting at 7.10 p.m. Eastern. CEBL last night, Canadian Elite Basketball League. Lindell Wigginton scored 17 second-half points, including the Elam ending winner to secure an 80-78 come-from-behind victory for the Hamilton Honey Badgers over the Guelph Nighthawks. 
at the Sleeman Center. And Xavier Moon scored 39 points, breaking his own CEBL record for points in a game as the Edmonton Stingers continue their dominant season with a 91-77 win over the Fraser Valley Bandits at the Abbotsford Center in Abbotsford, B.C. And... Oh! Clark says to give us a minute... <laughs> With Derek Dan, I'm laughing because this was what was in the sports update, Darren. Colorado Avalanche captain Gabriel Landeskog is staying in Denver. Agreed on a two-year contract extension on the eve of NHL free agency. Talk about old news. I know. At least it's not fake news. Like what I read about Ryan Getzlaff supposedly going to Montreal or Edmonton. And then this morning he re-signs with Anaheim, which I was told that he would, and he did. This is why I don't like the panels. I'm sorry. Jimmy Garoppolo's future with the San Francisco 49ers immediately became a bit cloudy when the Niners traded up to draft Trey Lance at number three. Kyle Shanahan did his best to clear things up as the 49ers reported for training camp Tuesday by saying there is no competition at the quarterback position. Garoppolo was the starter and Lance coming in at the, as the backup. The sports update for the tap brew house and drive through liquor store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. What you doing, Moose? Just checking all the news, keeping up to date on what's going on. What are you learning? Uh, Sven Berchi just signed in Vegas. He's still playing? Yeah. One year, $750,000 for Sven Berchi. Frederick Goudreau is in Minnesota. Tucker Poolman's in Vancouver. Nate Thompson goes to Philly. And Chris uh, Weidman goes to Montreal. So, a little bit of news. All those deals, well... Thompson Weidman, they're both uh, under 900000 Tucker Pullman's the big one at 2.5 over four years. Tucker Pullman? Yeah. The Doesn't he host a show on Fox News? <laughs> That's Tucker Carlson. Oh! Don't! Oh! We got to do a face-off here. Not right now, but coming up for the ultimate fan zone and the Mad Greek restaurant. Chris Bird. Argos fan writes in and says, in case you missed it, Russ Jackson turns 81 today. And you know who that is, right? Yes. Greatest Canadian CFL quarterback ever. Ever. It's not even, that's a no doubter. And little known fact, he's like the clone of my grandpa, my mom's dad, whose name was Marion. Clone. Really? Well, I... Yeah. I think so. Whenever I was around Russ Jackson, and I was around him a lot, Ottawa Rough Riders, great. Uh, he always reminded me of my grandpa. That's cool. Jeff the Stams fan says, a true ambassador for the CFL. Hey, you uh, Winnipeggers, who? Ah, the longtime color guy for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I was having a tough time remembering his last name, but I got it now. Mitch Zelnoski. Remember him? He did color with Knuckles for years and years and years. And before every game that the Riders played the Bombers, I'd go up and visit him and Knuckles, and he would be smoking <sighs> Pall Mall cigarettes, <laughs> which is what my grandpa yeah, smoked. Yeah, yeah. So, Mitch, I told him, you smell like my grandpa. And he would just laugh. He thought it was hilarious. And Mitch ended up retiring to make room for Doug Brown, the great Doug Brown, who... We're trying to get on next week for our CFL preview show. By the way, Jeff, the Stamps fan, we're going to have it. We're going to have that CFL preview show. I think I can tell the world. Yeah. It's next Thursday. All CFL, 100%, the day of the opening game. 
Thursday, August 5th, Hamilton Tiger Cats at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, Jeff in the zone is watching on YouTube, and he says, What's up, Rod and Darren? How are you guys enjoying the NHL free agency day? He clearly just logged on because we've only been talking about it for an hour and 26 minutes. Uh, here's, here's where I like analytics. Can I say this? Have you noticed the hits to rodpeterson.com are up? Yes. And it's, I've been writing a lot more hockey. NHL, WHL, some AHL, Newsies column. Hits are up. And we've switched gears to hockey more so than football. I'm just pointing that out. That's where I love the use of analytics. Yeah. It tells us that we're on the right track. So anyways, Jeff in the zone wants to know how we feel about NHL free agency. And while we wait for Derek Dennis to get his audio issue figured out, I haven't enjoyed it at all. (laughs) To be honest with you, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Why can't anybody stay in one place? Frankly, I thought guys in the CFL jump teams a lot more frequently than they do in the National Hockey League or the NFL because there's not as much money. So if somebody's going to wave an extra fifteen dollars or $20,000 at them, I would probably jump at it. I get it. In the National Hockey League, how much more money are you going to wave at a guy to get him to wa- change teams? That's why Ovi never changed teams. That's why Dougie Hamilton never changed teams. Shoot, that's why Boston uh, was able to re-sign Taylor Hall, I think. Why Ryan Getzlaff stayed at Anaheim. It's... This is a second tier of guys that are switching teams today. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to say it, but this isn't. What's the most mind-blowing thing that's happened this week yeah. in the National? Well, Jordan Eberle going to and Mark Giordano last week to Seattle. Yeah, fairly mind-blowing. This here today, which everybody predicted would be wild, and it has been wild. It makes no sense. Like Zach Bogosian. Yeah. Why did you leave Tampa in the first place if you were just going to go right back and sign in Tampa? What did you think you were getting into in Toronto, by the way? The start of a dynasty? Should have stayed in Tampa. Yeah. Well, I look at it. Seth Jones going to Chicago earlier back in the 23rd. That was kind of a big deal. But in terms of today and well, even yesterday, Gabe Landeskog re-signing in Colorado is kind of big. But in terms of new moves, I mean, the Ethan Bear trade, one, but we're talking about second tier guys. Even Ryan uh, Sutter, Sutter, Ryan Suter, sorry, in Dallas, big, but he's you know he was bought out. That was done. Blake Coleman again, second tier, but a really good player. Freddie Anderson in Carolina and Peter Morazic in Toronto. Holtby again. These are names that were really you know five years ago, number one free agents, right? Holtby in Dallas. I'm looking around here. It's it's not a lot of really marquee well, guys. Braden Hope is not a tier one guy. Gets laugh now, you know, staying in Anaheim. He is. Um, yeah. Four guys just signed in Tampa, but kind of small, really um, small, nothing big. Uh, we're going to break. And I appreciate game plus being that flexible to allow us to do that and come back with Derek Dennis after the break. We've got the audio issues fixed. I just want to say, let's read a couple comments here. One from Wayne in Victoria. He says, I'm sad to hear that your CFL preview show is on August 5th since I'll be traveling back to Saskatchewan that day and we'll miss the show. You understand, Wayne, that you can go back and watch later in the day. Over 90% of our viewers on streaming don't watch it live. So if you really want to watch it, you can go back and watch it. 
And uh, see, there's a lot of Winnipeg Jets fans tuning in today, and I get it. C. Walker says the Jets are revamping their blue line. Well, they had to. Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt, these have been an unbelievable 48 hours for the Winnipeg Jets. Unbelievable. Losing Laurent Brossois, not great, but you still got potentially the best goalie in the National Hockey League right now, Connor Hellebuck. You just signed Comrie to another year deal. I think Winnipeg fans should be very excited with their hockey club. We got news about Winnipeg coming up, too. Very good news as it relates to this show. But the bone crusher, Derek Dennis, joins us next. Hang on. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Huge, hot Wednesday coming down. Uh, The opening of NHL free agency. A lot of players switching teams, but a lot staying put, too. Biggest news I was watching today is Ryan Getzlaff. He of the famous hockey-playing and football-playing Getzlaff family. He is staying with the Anaheim Ducks. We'll get to your comments uh, coming up, plus another sports update, an Olympics update, and more. But first, Derek Dennis is a household name in this country. Great Cup champion of the Calgary Stampeders in 2018. Also played with the Dolphins, Patriots, Chicago Bears, Panthers. Couple stints with the Arizona Rattlers. And then into the CFL with the uh, Stamps, Rough Riders, as mentioned. XFL with the New York Guardians. Signed a contract, as Wikipedia says, with the Edmonton Elks in 2021, but he's not on the field with them right now. He's with us on the RP show today. Let's uh, bring in Derek Dennis, the bone crusher, if we don't mind. Three-time CFL West Division All-Star, by the way, and CFL Most Outstanding Lineman in 2016. How you doing, Derek? I'm good, Rod. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. But I'm like every other CFL fan, interested to know what's going on with you. And, and literally, how are you doing? What, what is going on with this Edmonton Elks situation and you? Uh, I mean, essentially, it's kind of what you're seeing in sports right now with a lot of football players. Is um, I kind of put, my, I put myself in a situation that wasn't necessarily happy with how things transpired throughout uh, the offseason before we even got to the announcement of the season and getting ready to gear up for camp. And uh, as a football player and, and as a young father to a son, you always want to set an example of, of you know, what to do um, and how, how you should move in this world, uh, especially for, for um, you know, for a young black man. So I wanted to uh, just kind of, I wasn't happy with the situation and I feel like putting myself in a situation that would be more detrimental to my name, um, to, my, to my play. And that's just the kind of where I'm at with it right now. Just trying to get the situation figured out as uh, best as I possibly could and just dealing with it as it comes. Well, you had uh, mentioned on Twitter where you are a must follow that got all the attention was your tweet where you said you regretted signing with Edmonton. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I'm, I, I just haven't been happy with how upper management has been moving in the sense of since the day I signed and, uh, my thing is, if you know me, uh, I, the way I tweet is the way I talk, right? I'm very honest. I'm very upfront. 
I don't hide anything. I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell you exactly how I'm feeling at the moment and deal with it as, as such. And I was very vocal with them about how things were going and me not wanting to put myself in a situation that would be detrimental to me. And I just felt like it was falling on deaf ears and they had an agenda that they wanted to get done. And that was the only thing that they focused on. So for me as a as a young family man, uh, I got to make decisions that's, that's the, not just the best for me, but the best for my family as well. And I would never put them in a compromising situation, regardless of my own selfish desires and what I want to do. So that's exactly why I decided to, um, you know, sit out at first. And then I was hoping that things could get, get solved and hasn't been going in, in the proper direction. So um, that's why uh, I've, most people don't know. I've, I've actually been requesting my release from the team all offseason. Um, actually, a week after I signed, I asked for my release. So it's been an ongoing situation, and I'm trying to get it figured out as best as I can and going about it as best as I can. Um, but I'm kind of getting back into a corner that I don't like to be in. You know, I wanted to ask you about that. You were one of the first players to say, I'm not going to play in 2021, but this is not a retirement. And then you saw your old teammate, Blue, who you would know very well because you lined up beside him for yeah. one full year, right? Yeah, yeah. He said the That's exact same thing. Yeah, great guy. He said the exact same thing. So you kind of started something there. Uh, Derek, how much did you as players talk to each other about these COVID protocols and what you were going to be expected to comply with and what training camp was going to be like if you showed up? Because Blue wasn't interested. Clearly you weren't either. How much did you guys talk amongst yourselves going into uh, the start of training camp? Well, I I didn't speak to, to Blue per se, but Blue's a very intelligent guy. And me and him have always had a lot of great conversations when we were teammates in 2017 and, you know, kind of think on the same wavelength. Right. And as a player, um, you have to understand that the business that you're in, first and foremost, it is a business. All right. As much as we love to play the game of football, when you get to this point and get to this level, it's not just about your passion for the game anymore. It's not just about how talented you are. But there are a lot of things that play into um, how teams move with the roster, how your your on field performance is affected by certain factors. And you got to be able to, to think outside the box most of the times and look at the full picture, even though you're not getting all the information. Right. So I think what it was, it was an instance of being able to be kind of smart enough to just take a step back and reevaluate everything and not just take um, people's word for for what it is and kind of forming your own uh your own ideas of how things are going and which direction you think is going. And um, it, it actually, everything that kind of transpired was everything I kind of saw coming already. And uh, you'd be surprised how many players actually call my phone to kind of get my thoughts and opinions on how things are going or what's happening or what they should do. Um, I, 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 get, I get a lot of respect from a lot of guys around the league. And that's and, and that's not just due from, from my field play, but it's also my personality. Everybody knows if you know me, you know um, for, for the, lack of verbiage that we like to use. I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm not on sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what the situation is, and I know how to uh, pay attention to people's words and see exactly what the true intention is of what they're trying to say, right? So um, as much as we wasn't getting a lot of information through the offseason about how the season was going to transpire and what was going to come in, I saw a shortened season coming. I saw how things were structured, and I wasn't happy with it. So when I voiced my opinion on how I wanted to see to get that fixed so that I could be able to play football, because I really do want to play. It's not that I didn't want to play, and it's not that I wanted to retire in a sense. I was kind of backed into that corner. So um, it was just more about just, like I said, making the best decision for me and my family and what was going to help me be able to do the things that I needed to do and, and what life I created for myself while I was waiting for the pandemic to get settled and get back to the field. Fellow New Yorker, 
Joe Lazito's watching. He says, stay true to yourself and your family, big man, which you obviously are. Uh, Derek, do you envision playing in 2022? I do, man. I still want to play. I still have the compete level in me. Like, I'm a competitor, first and foremost. That's what I've always prided myself on. I love competing. I love I love the atmosphere of being able to, to show my talents to people, and I feel like I can still do that at a high level. So, of course, I want to play. But now I have other factors outside of me putting on a helmet and shoulder pads that's going to be um, affected by me making that decision, right? So I, I had a baby during the, when the pandemic first started. I just had my daughter. Um, so we've been in isolation raising her for the last year. So I added a, a second child and then I uh, just bought a house during the pandemic as well. So I had a lot of factors that was playing into me being able to make the proper decisions to be able to take care of what I need to take care of. And a lot of people don't realize as an American CFL player, there's a lot of things that you got to take care of at home while you're away in another country trying to play and do the things that you need to do up there, but also taking care of a whole another a family and a home that's um, you're away from for six, seven months out of the year, right? So um, those are a lot of things that you've got to take into take into account. And not every football player has those circumstances, so we all have to approach it differently, right? So what what you know what like they say, what the next man he doesn't make me use the bathroom, right? So it doesn't matter what someone else's situation is. It's not what my situation is. What's the best for my situation? So that's exactly how I'm approaching it. I'm going to just get to some of the viewer comments in a moment, but I mentioned off the top here, Dolphins, Patriots, Bears, Panthers, Arizona a couple times in the AFL, and then CFL, Great Cup champion, three-time division all-star, one-time all-Canadian, most outstanding lineman. This, sir, is a Hall of Fame career. Are you prepared for it not to continue? If it didn't, how would you be with that? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much the sacrifice that I'm making right now. I mean, that's, that's really my whole biggest reason for wanting to continue to play is that I felt like I started a Hall of Fame resume, and I wanted to continue to build upon that and be able to cement my legacy as as a, a top-tier lineman. I mean, me, uh, it kind of settled in for me when I got voted for that all-decade, um, second-team all-decade for a guy who's only played four full seasons in the CFL to be considered – one of the best four tackles to play in the last 10 years. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's something big, man. That's something that I took a lot of pride in. So I wanted to be able to keep building upon that, man. I, I, I love winning championships. I, I love being in a team atmosphere. And guys guys know my heart and my passion, man. You, you know every time you see me step on the field, when the lights come on, I'm going to perform. And that's just how I've always been built. So, of course, I wanted to continue to, to build upon that. That's the main reason why I signed to come back up. But... Again, I had to take a step back and look at the full picture of the situation and have to realize that I'm not putting myself in something that's going to be detrimental to me because I did that once in my career and it didn't it didn't I had to do a lot of work to kind of get myself out of uh, my name out of that mud. So um, I didn't want to put myself back in another situation like that. There is uh, a lot of comments and questions, but I'm only going to read one. It's for Jeff, the Stamps fan. I'm going to do him a solid because he watches every day and he is a huge Calgary fan, obviously. He says, I'm wondering if Mr. Dennis has any insight on why his success was greater during his two times in Calgary versus other uh, places. Uh, A lot of factors. Um, I felt like Calgary was the one place that appreciated me, that um, gave me my opportunity first and foremost, and that worked with me. You know, I, I had a great relationship with my O-line coach and um, Pat Delmonico. I had a great relationship with, with Coach Dickinson. I had a great relationship with Huff, man. And that's one thing I always appreciate about, appreciated about my time in Calgary is that they were professional, man. They were upfront. They were honest. They didn't tell you what you wanted to hear or they didn't give you any lies. They gave it to you straight up. 
about what it was or where you was at and how the situation was going to be approached, right? So as a man, that's all you can ever ask from another man is to be upfront and honest with me so that way, you know, I can figure out how exactly I need to move in my situation and do that. And I feel like other places I wasn't getting that. So that's why me and my demeanor and my attitude is, if I feel like you're gonna you're gonna BS me, then what am I gonna give you my all for? What am I gonna put invest my time and energy in beating my body up to make you look good if you're not gonna invest that same type of energy into me, right? So Calgary was always the one place I got that, and it's, it's probably it was easy for me to go out there and perform because I felt like I was in a place that actually cared about me. Derek Dennis, fantastic. I wish you well. Anything else you'd like to say before we let you go? Oh man, I just keep doing what you do, Roddy. Uh, the, uh, Love the show, man. Love what you do, man. Hopefully one day if things don't work out for me on the field. I'm trying to get myself in the media atmosphere, too. So I actually got a lot of stuff I'm gearing up to uh, pump out some content for the fans. Um, about to start a um, show of my own kind of based around just focusing on the trench play, right? I feel like the O-linemen and the CFL, D-linemen, don't get enough credit for what they do and what they have to battle with and kind of breaking it down as best as I can for the fans so that they can get a better insight to what the big boys in the trenches got to deal with. Is that not – that's what your degree's in, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I got a degree in broadcast journalism. Yeah, well, you're more educated than me, so just don't take my job, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> no, no, man, no, man. If anything, we'll form a partnership, if anything. Anything you need, you know where to find us. All right, Derek, be well, my friend. Thank you. For sure. Appreciate it. Take care, fellas. The bone crusher, Derek Dennis, uh, joining us from the Valley of the Sun. We're going to take a timeout, and uh, Moose will be back in here. We'll do a sports update. we got to face off on something. I would love for you to tell us what you think it should be. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Everybody's yelling at each other around in here today. In here. <laughs> and it's not in a bad way. Um, just some comments on the Derek Dennis interview there. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Great segment. Derek Dennis would make a great broadcaster when his playing days are done. Mandy in Edmonton says, Thanks for a great entertaining show today. Hope the rest of your day is gold, baby. Gold. As do I. Thank you. It's all down here, downhill from here, Moose. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff the Stams fan says, Thanks for asking my question, Rod. For sure, Jeff. These are all daily viewers here. And uh, we want to make you uh, feel welcome. As much as we can. Some breaking CFL news. Chris Bird says another Achilles tear, this time to Blake Jackson at Winnipeg training camp. That's now nine Achilles tendon ruptures across the Canadian Football League. Uh, Ryan Gregory on YouTube says, hey, Rod, this is a random question. Do you have a favorite NFL team? I absolutely do. It's America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And our five Super Bowls, six coming this year. And Darren has one as well. That's the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. First Super Bowl <laughs> is coming. On its way. It's on the way. Um, it's one of those estimated date of arrival. Unknown. 
but it's coming. Didn't we have some Titans merch around here? Yeah, you had a mug somewhere. I think I'm using it as a stand for a bobblehead. Yeah, you are. It's uh, okay. Actually, I can see it now. Braden Point is standing on top of uh, the, the Tennessee Titans, Titans coffee mug. Coffee okay. cup, yeah. Sports update. Before we face off, we got a good one. Penny Alexiak is now the most decorated Canadian in Summer Games history. After winning a bronze medal in the women's 200 freestyle at the Tokyo Games, Alexiak now has six medals, one more than rower Leslie Thompson-Willie and runner Phil Edwards. Canadian gymnast Ellie Black is out of Thursday's women's all-around final after suffering a left ankle injury in training. Black says she re-aggravated an injury she had previously while training in Tokyo. Simone Biles will not defend her Olympic title. The American gymnastics superstar withdrew from Thursday's all-around competition to focus on her mental well-being. The decision comes a day after the 24-year-old removed herself from the team final following run rotation because she felt she wasn't mentally ready. The Toronto Blue Jays and Boston Red Sox play a doubleheader this afternoon at Fenway. The doubleheader was necessary after last night's game was rained out. Jays have lost five of their last six. The Detroit Pistons have the number one pick in tonight's NBA draft, followed by the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, Toronto Raptors, and Orlando uh, Orlando Magic. The consensus opinion has been that the first overall pick will either be uh, a one-and-done college player, perhaps Oklahoma State guard Cade Cunningham, Southern California center Evan Mosley, or Gonzaga guard Jalen Suggs. Cade Cunningham sounds like a forward for the Vancouver Giants. Mm-hmm. Not a guard at Oklahoma State. No. Aaron Rodgers made it to Green Bay on the eve of the, of the Packers' first training camp workout. Rodgers was seen arriving at Lambeau Field yesterday, the day after NFL Network and ESPN had reported the reigning MVP was closing in on a deal that would keep him with the Packers this season. So hours and hours and hours of talk all for naught on the above-mentioned networks. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for breaking news and analysis for the Western Hockey League. Visit today at dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Now with eight amazing flavors, I noticed Rocco enjoying one earlier, our technical producer. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. I noticed, by the way, he was eating an almond coconut, my favorite which what that does is force me outside my comfort zone to try one of the other seven amazing flavors of Ben Cahoon's G2G protein bars. I like your approach to that. It's not just... All positive around here. That's good. That's good. I like that. Breathe it in. Oh, Jason Wall in Winnipeg says, what's your Winnipeg news? Are you coming to the Banjo Bowl? Uh, No. We're hopefully going to be in Winnipeg earlier than that for a game. That's all I'm going to say. Live show, on location, tell your friends. And that reminds me, Jeff the Stamps fan, Mandy in Edmonton, you Jason in Winnipeg, all you Winnipeggers, tell your friends about us, okay? Tell everybody. But we think bringing a show out there into other CFL markets, other Canadian markets, American obviously, will be a great thing for the show. So we're going to face off here, and this was a suggestion from the guys in the back. Are the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team, better today than yesterday when they traded Marc-Andre Fleury? They've traded Nick Holden away. They've made a rash of changes. They've signed Laurent the Brassois. And because I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan and a fan of Kelly McCrimmon, I'm going to say yes, they are. Two-time champion of the Western Hockey League, Kelly McCrimmon knows what he's doing. He's not afraid to step on toes and hurt feelings. 
That's what you got to do to win. My answer to that is yes, the Vegas Golden Knights are a better team today than they were yesterday before all this went down. Moose, I'm sure you agree. I actually do in terms of the team on the ice. I agree. But the franchise is in a worse spot today than they were yesterday because they've lost the face of the franchise. So when you put your balls on the table to trade away your your face of your franchise, now they got to put in the work to make sure that they continue to find a new face and brand this franchise. So the hockey team is much better today than they were yesterday, but the brand is going gonna, is gonna to need an injection here because they've lost the face of the franchise, and that one hurts. Not bad. I've got more on that, but hang on. Face-offs brought to you by the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. The patio is now open for licensed dining at the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. Visit them today and brought to you by Ultimate Fan Zone. Now just a click away from our man cave to your man cave. Shop online today at ultimatefanzone.ca. I know we've only got two minutes, but you bring up a good point. When I was traveling all over this province uh, on the banquet, sports banquet circuit, everywhere I went, people did not get over the riders releasing Weston Dressler and Chris Getzlaff and John Chick. They, 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 they didn't get over it. They stopped being fans. Me, myself, August 9th, 1988, the day that I stopped cheering for the Edmonton Orders. And in that case, that was not to make the team better. They did not get better after that. We know that. Do these teams, and in this case, the Vegas Golden Knights, say, eh, they'll get over it? Or do they really run the risk of losing fans forever because Marc-Andre Fleury was the most beloved member of the hockey team? I want to ask you that. They won't lose their fans forever, but they got to work to some? get them back. Even some? They'll lose some. Oh, for sure. You know, they've got to work to get them back. They really do. And winning isn't everything. You have to have players that teams identify that, that fans identify with, that want to buy their merch, that love seeing them. They make Mark Andre Fleury makes you feel good about the Golden Knights. Without him, they're just a really good hockey team in Vegas, which is great. But you lose a little bit of that charm. Can you find that back, or do you go in a different direction and not be a charming, fun team? Be the big bad boys from Vegas? I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know what the identity of this team will be. From a fan's perspective, but you lost a little bit of it. They got a lot of work to do. I'm not sure that Robin Leonard, while he has fans, is not as warm and fuzzy as Marc-Andre Fleury, the first guy taken in that expansion draft when he walked out on the stage, smiling ear to ear. with He was the face of the team. That's right. Uh, Brady's watching in Muskoka, Ontario. He says, same thing for me when Burray left the Canucks. Stop cheering for him. It happens. It does happen. Mandy, Canada's team, LMAO. That's right, the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see you tomorrow with uh, Jesse Granger from the Athletic Vegas and Bryn Griffiths and Robin Brownlee from the Outsiders. Noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus TV. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.